Hello everyone, welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Yes, I have got nothing ready here. I've just realised I haven't even got my notes ready. So, welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. We have lots to do today, lots to talk about. Let us just go through straight away. Don't forget the Discord, that would be fantastic. Don't forget what else, we have those secrets behind the shed. These are, and if you watch this week coming... Well, then you'll see kind of <laughs> you'll see the mess I get into. That's why I'm a little bit red. It's because of that. So, and it's because of these three fools here. And, well, actually, two, two of them there kind of got me in tatters. One, one guy's got me in tatters all the time. How are you doing, sir? Nice to have you on, Stephen. Hello, everyone. Hi, yeah. Tony. How are you doing? Are you good? Nice and cool for yeah. you, sir. Nice. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful right. and balmy. balmy. And I think yes. that's um, that weather thing up the top's wrong there. That says minus one. It's actually minus five, minus six. Well, I know. But that's what one of the things we were looking at, Steve. Mine, which I haven't actually got on, was saying minus five, which I can understand. It's been brutal over over here, absolutely. Yeah. And it's freezing fog there now. So I can imagine inland. The north of England is just going to be permafrost everywhere. You know what I mean? It's just kind of yeah, it will be, will be for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steve, I was just wondering there what what happens when it gets to that for you? Because, like you say, there's no digging, there's nothing, and it must be kind of brutal even inside your polytunnel. What do you just yeah, have to sit, sit it out? Pretty much. I mean, you know, the last couple of years, it's been very mild over winter and we've been very lucky and I've harvested crops all the way through, uh, as you know, as you've seen through the channel over the last couple of years. This year, I think a lot of it is going to be laid to waste. I haven't even been down there today, yesterday. So we'll have a look tomorrow and see what it's like. Some things will recover, uh, but I don't think a lot of it will. Mm-hmm. I know it's just like you said, we, we kind of have this little bit fun of trying to get as much into the yeah. the window. And then it's just like, it's like playing like a five-a-side football team. You know what I mean? But then the, the bring yeah. on like this sub that's amazing and it just wipes your team out. And to be honest, I'm thinking I've lost basically everything in that polytunnel this time. You know what I mean? Like we don't get minus, like say it's minus five at the moment here. Yeah, we don't get that here. Man, we're the coast. Do you know what I mean? Even Steve... So some- even, Even like some, go on, go on. Yeah, I'm still messing you up, aren't I? <laughs> but I, what I was going to say is that even like to to open up the wheelie bin today involved a yeah. hammer. Do you know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> just like, rocking. I'm like, eh? Do you know what I mean? And like you just kind of even get into the. And yesterday to try and get into the car was just stupid. You know what I mean? Absolutely stupid. So anyway. But look who we've got as well. We've got Audrey. Audrey, how are you doing? You're used to this. So, you know what I mean? You're kind of used to this I weather am. and you're laughing yes. at us. A little bit because minus five to us is 23 Fahrenheit. And that's not even, I mean, wow. it's, a, it's a deep freeze, but it's not, that's not as low as we go down to 10, nine. It must just so like, Audrey, because like, we, we joked about this for quite a while there now, but you know, you, you and your temperatures. But when it does, especially for us there, it just seems to stop. Like, you see, I can't even open a wheelie bin. So, you know, you can't do basic. I dare not put the, the cold water tap on outside because I'll never get that. will be split and I'll never get it back. You know what I mean? So, Oh, we have to turn our water taps off outside. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They have to go off. You, you can't use them Yeah. for the entire winter. So, But we're used to this. So you were complaining about, you know, your streets weren't salted yet. Ours are salted really early because mm-hmm. we're used to dealing with, you know, all that ice. And I feel bad for places that aren't used to it because it just kind of throws things for a loop. Are you, Audrey, just while you're, while you're on then, do you get your back roads like into your little cul-de-sacs and, you know, estates? all gritted and salted because we haven't this year and it's you've got like little old pensioners ice skating out there and it's horrific for them oh no we'll get uh we get our roads plowed and they will be salted yes right wow yeah not in the not in the south tang side but what's it like down what's it like down tropical balmy you know what i mean There's, (laughs) there's never a frost down not with that bunny smile, anyways. That smile radiates heat. <laughs> that, that is not correct. No way. No way is it five degrees. Um, 
I was I visited the plot very briefly today, and um, it's like this much ice on top of my water box, <laughs> and um, there were like blocks of ice that um, you know I'd, I'd like chucked out of um, you know like garden trays and stuff that frozen uh, I'd tipped out, and they're all still there. You know, days later, all of that ice is still there. We've we've been pretty pretty much in the deep freeze as well. I, I still had um, some tomatoes and some chilies in the greenhouse that I was just kind of. <laughs> Let's let's see if, if how they do. They're kind of hanging on, and today they're all dead. They're, they're just dead. They're, they are all completely gone. Um, so yeah, it's it's even cold down here. Well, that's what I want. Kind of, I'm just going to leave mine everything in the greenhouse because I'm hoping to get a video out of it. You know what I mean? With with the kind of thumbnail yeah. disaster. It's worse than I've ever thought. <laughs> kind of, you know what I mean? Laid on thick because that was there was only about was it five days ago. I had green dwarf green beans that were flowering. You know what I mean? Mm. So I kind of knocked that on the head as well. So, yes. Well, I think we will run. I forgot to do. We'll run. Should we run the intro? Right. Now, I didn't forget as well, if you want your questions, we'll get, I need some content, to be honest. I'm, my little few show notes. So, in the comments, if you're kind of live today, we'll try and get as many questions answered as well. Put the capital Q and then your question, and I'll be able to see it there straight away. So, that would be fantastic. So, what have we got? I'll tell you what then, Stephen, I was going to ask you this, like I say, if you've got, because your friend showed a picture and it was like minus 13 in his car, dashboard which is just like horrifically thing where do you stand what happens with your grapevine surely that must just get knocked but that's it like a mature grapevine because on the flip side so it, it might be able does it able to like hold its own in this kind of weather yeah yeah it does it's uh it'll just keep coming there's no leaves on it at the minute and it will survive the winter and just come back next spring I mean, if you think about it, there are lots of vine vines growing right across Europe, places like Hungary and stuff. They get very cold winters and they survive. So, so is, be it, fine. is it just a case of like the, the plant goes, once it sheds its leaves, it just goes dormant, that plant, and just kind of yeah. almost like hibernation until, until the spring? Pretty much. Pretty much. There's no sap rising because there's no leaves or fruit to support. It's just basically... Um, a skeleton at the minute, just right. a skeleton of branches. So, um, and you've got no like worries; it'll come back. When when do you kind of know it's coming back? Then, Steve, what what? Um, probably. I mean, it depends on how warm the weather is, uh, you know. But if we get a warm February, I, I would expect to start seeing green buds bursting, and maybe the old leaf growing. But it's it's really weather dependent as usual with gardening. You just just got to wait and see but you'll see those you'll see the buds long before you see the leaves anyway right right and jb like what you just mentioned there in your kind of it's just no go now for kind of chilies and tomatoes and everything like that what do you did you have any kind of still lasting because i know you had like we forgot to show like the big you had a big harvest bag of them but did you have any kind of ones that you were thinking i'll just see if i can push this a little bit longer yeah, definitely. There were um, there were piri piri plants, and the other one that I had in there still was called a, a Numex Suave Red, which is a really uh, weird, interesting one. It's kind of like a super fruity, but it, it's not hot, um, so it's got like kind of chinens flavour, and they normally like blow your head off hot. Um, and they were still they still had like a good number of green pods on, so I was thinking, yeah, maybe maybe they'll get through. <laughs> No, no. Um, and the the it's been so cold that the chilies themselves have have frozen and they'll turn to mush if you if you try and use them or ripen them. That's right, it. right. I was gonna if it if they weren't too damaged like frost, can you still use them? Do you know what I mean? No, can you still take them home and? You- yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, it's it just depends on um, you know what your palate is for green chilies. Um, so I, I personally, I don't really get on with green chilies. 
Um, I th- they're, they're kind of okay if you use them in cooking, but they just, generally speaking, for most varieties, they haven't developed that the characteristic flavor of the particular variety that you're growing until they're fully ripe. Even if they're kind of like, they've turned red, for example, if they go to red, um, if they're not fully, fully ripe, I find that they can just taste a bit bitter still and just not super nice. So um, most of those ones are going to be going in the compost. <laughs> there are some nice things that you can do with green chilies, like green sauces, but um, you kind of have to do a lot of work to them. Um, and like I say, these ones are completely kaput. They're frozen. <laughs> well, actually, you know, you mentioned that like, it's, com- it's, it's all in the end. It all goes to the compost. Do you know what I mean? All your kind of yeah, disasters exactly. go at the compost. So there's nothing really wasted. And it's sometimes mm-hmm. you kind of think, well, that's good. I'm pleased. Do you know what I mean? I can get it in the compost now and get it kind of. Yeah. Audrey, I know you're kind of just, you know, like a different league to us, but is, have you done anything in the, I don't know what to ask you. Have you done anything in the garden? Is there any like prepping you're doing or anything? Oh, you're muted. Yeah. I had a little coughing jag there. <laughs> <laughs> Has someone has someone got cold? Has someone got a tickly tickly throat? I have, I have a bit of a cold. Yes. Right. You need a sucker um, fisherman's friend. That will sort you out. Pardon? Steady, me. steady. It's a tablet. <laughs> oh, look at Audrey's looking quite stunned. <laughs> God, I'm like, what? <laughs> Audrey, it's it's a menthol sweet. It's called a fisherman's friend, and if you suck one of them, it'll help you out. I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> you see. Um, have I done anything in the garden? Uh, no. I really can't even get out there. Right. Oh, sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. So sorry. No, don't worry. I'll go. I'll come. I tell you what. We'll go to Mister. St- I, I think yeah. JB's. I can see JB's looking for fisherman's friends there. I'm sure. I know. <laughs> I don't know if you've got obviously you haven't got them over there, but we need to get you a pack. Yeah, no, of we don't we don't yeah. I'm sure we have fishermen's friends, but they're not, you know, robots and Right. I tell you what, we've got marvellous Dave One. Steve, this is a question for you, sir. Thinking of using super soil, can I use fertilizers and compost? At the same time. Now that's beyond me, uh, Dave. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. Steve, what do you, what's your take on it? Simple answer is yes, because the super soil is not actually a fertilizer. It's a microbe that you put onto the soil, and the microbes produce the life within your soil, and eventually that will eventually produce food for itself. So it's a self-proliferating. They'll keep breeding, keep breeding more, living and dying, eating each other. Other things will come along and eat it. It's, it makes your soil healthy and therefore full of food on its own eventually. Right. So, yeah, just keep, just keep using your fertilizers right. or your compost or however you normally do. And I guess and manures, like horse manure, cow manure, anything yes. like that, it's all? Yeah, yeah. Right, because that's why it's called super soil then. You know? exactly. 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 I mean, the long-term claim of super soil which I have some problem with because I don't see how it works, but they reckon that eventually it'll, it will turn your soil black uh, with because there's that much humus in there. From all the microbes it's producing in your soil, it becomes so much and it turns your soil black. But um, I don't know about that and I haven't seen it yet. But then I've only just started using it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. JB, have you got any plans to use something like super soil or would you use something like super soil? Yeah, I'd love to give it a go, 100%. Um, I'd be interested to know if, because they make some pretty bold claims, don't they? So um, I'd be interested to know if they've done any slightly kind of scientific trials or any work with the universities or, you know, it'd be interesting to read a little bit more about the science behind it. I mean, the trials that I've seen on YouTube do look, I mean, they look really convincing. Um there's only so much rigor that a YouTuber can have. Uh, I've done some stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, there's so much that you can't control for. Um, but, yeah, certainly I'd like to give it a go, especially in, um, uh, like, in potted plants, you know, because all of my um, chilies and stuff are growing pots. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see if it, it can make a substantial difference and kind of more efficiency, you know, out of that pot, getting all the goodness out of the compost that you're putting your plants into. Because you just, I know you just kind of need like a little kind of spray of it really on, you know, especially mm. on like say a pot 12 inches big, you know, you'd hardly need, you know, and it's, 
to me though, it's always like it feels like you're not doing anything. You know, like and that's it. And you think, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll give it a bit more. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> right. Well, on on, and I hope I pronounce this right. On. Um, <laughs> Comboston as well, groaning Scotland, groaning in Scotland, growing in Scotland. I've been doing, is it Bokashi? Is that how you pronounce it? Comboston. Yes, give, uh, give any of you, have any of you considered it? Now, I haven't. I've heard about it, but I haven't kind of done anything with it. I don't know anybody, JB, that looks like it could be up your street, that new age. Yeah, I've. <laughs> new age. <laughs> new age stuff. Really. I am. Um... I've nice. I've certainly never tried it, and the reason I haven't tried it is because, um, you know, what I've got with traditional composting seems to work fine for me. I think generally when you hear about Bokashi and people kind of advertising it, it's meant to be really good if you've not got space for big compost bins and that kind of stuff. But to be honest, I'm not particularly sure of the kind of the espoused benefits or if Bokashi composting is just an alternative method of composting or if it's meant to be better. Um so is the GB is there a what is it do you know what I mean if like if, if do you know what it is or is it a certain the, <laughs> process or the only it. thing I think of is um it's it's like a a little kind of food bin um the Bakashi bins I've seen are kind of little traditional food bins and then they've got like a tap on to let like the liquid out <laughs> so right. there's lots I don't know that's all I know about Bakashi I don't know if the liquid is meant to be a good feed Steve's smiling. Steve knows all about this. Right. You can tell, can't you? Right, well, I'll tell you what, we'll jump to Steve because you, you've let me down big time there, Jamie. You was, was, was an ego warrior for the government, you know what I mean? We might have gotten sorted there. Obviously not. Stephen, the, the, the kids have left us, let us down. What? Can you explain Bokashi then? No, can you go to Audrey? No. <laughs> Audrey! What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have never done it I have never done Bokashi myself but um, one of the ladies who was on our allotment she was an incredibly good gardener and she just left a couple of years ago and she gardens at home now due to her age but she's got a Bokashi bin and she swears by it and you know she was always a traditional composter like myself and JB and Pretty much everyone is, you know, but she swears by it, loves it, and she's, you know, she can get all the things in like bones and stuff like that. But how it works and how it operates, I think you actually have to put a chemical or some something to start the process off. But I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Well, if someone likes to in the show notes, if someone can kind of tell her how to do it, that would be fantastic as well. Mm. Nice, just a quick Google. All right, yeah, go on. And just... So, you know, this is going to be amazing quality content going out to people <laughs> off the back of a quick Google. On but it seems like it's, um, <laughs> yeah, literally I am on Wikipedia, yeah. It seems it's like just it's just the uh... way it's gone tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's fermentation based. Um, so it seems like the, the chemical that you're thinking of, um, Steve, is, is lactobacillus. Um, ah. And it seems like often you can buy a bin and it's got a kind of lactobacillus starter. Um, yeah. And then there's kind of anaerobic breakdown and it must be producing some, some good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that it was lactobacillus based, um, which is, you know, how a lot of fermented foods are made, sauerkraut, my hot sauces, that kind of thing. Mm. My Kiefer, <laughs> your horse. It's funny when you just, when you, you mentioned, um, I forgot the word you mentioned there, JB. Just when I used to work when I was a kid in the waterboard, the sewage works, we used to have like the kind of anaerobic, like the good bugs eating the bad bugs in like sewage aeration. So you'd have the sewage mm. water coming in, you'd have it all like kind of settled at the bottom. And then it would go into these massive, huge tanks, which would spin and, and hydrate and get loads of like oxygen going, which would create good bugs which would eat the bad bugs, and then it would often go into the rivers and supply as well there. So many moons ago was that. <laughs> right. Tony has said, uh, Tony O'Neill has said that there's a bit on Bakashi composting in his composting masterclass book. <laughs> hey, if you want some actual all, good information. It all good bookshops. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing. We're all, Audrey, we're all kind of torn about seeds and everything. And I know you're kind of buying seeds on a daily basis. They're kind of coming in. 
I was wondering though, because I've been to like a couple of garden centres and just, and I'm not saying all garden centres are like this, but I noticed a couple I went to, the packets are bleached with the sun, meaning they've, they've been there from the kind of summer and the kind of bleached. And they're, to me, I wouldn't buy them because they look a little bit old. Just how fresh do you think suppliers are with seeds? You know, because why I'm going down this route is parsnips and everyone's kind of now saying you know what I mean you, you kind of need a good fresh seed each year for parsnips but if your mm. suppliers you know I just wonder how much how fresh are they or, or you know like new off like more seeds well I think the ones that you find on sale right now are probably last season seeds mm-hmm. and they're trying to yeah you know get them out of there so they can get their new stuff in I think anything that they're offering like new for 2023 uh, is obviously going to be new seed. And I think you need to go to a reputable seed purveyor uh, who's not going to like open up their seeds from last year and repack them in new seed packets and label them this year. So I think that's why I stick with some of the mm-hmm. seed companies that I do because they won't do that. And if they, they're going to sell me old seed, they're going to let me know that. Mm-hmm. Steve, have you got any thoughts on that, on seeds? You know what I mean? Like, you must go, you must be buying seeds constantly as well. And <laughs> like I say, it's what always just hit a, hit a nail on the head then. And there we go. I know that's, that's good. There's, um, there's mine for later on as well. There we go. But it's, you know, when you turn up to a garden set... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, everyone's got, everyone's doing it there. But Audrey had a good point there, which I never even thought about. Was you see loads of, like sale seeds, you know, and I get like lots of messages saying this, that, that you know, the price is cheap as out. But yeah. it's is it worth it then, Steve? Well, yeah, I mean, what Audrey was saying there about finding a good seed supplier uh, and sticking with it, which is one of the reasons I use Premier Seeds, because if you think of it this way, Tony. When the seeds are harvested, it's generally in the autumn. Those seeds are harvested, they're then dried and they're then sorted and they're then bagged up and then a wholesaler will come along and buy them off the seed suppliers. He will then sort them into how he wants to use them and then he will sell them to the retailer who will then distribute those those seeds to where he wants to sell it. So this process takes so long. I think probably 90% of the seeds you've bought in the in the last few years where people are saying they're brand new, they're probably a good year or more old. So in some cases, even, even longer. Now, one of the seed companies I use, I know they supply other seed companies, and if they hold them in stock and if they yeah. don't sell them, then those seeds are getting older still. So, again... I use the seed supplier because they only specialize in seeds, so their turnover is huge. Therefore, they've got the freshest seed. If you're buying your seed from a company that sells buckets and greenhouses and seeds and other kinds of flowers and things, they won't have quite the turnover that a proper seed merchant will have. So the proper seed merchant, you get the better seeds from, but a lot of the seeds you're buying is pretty old anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. GB, any thoughts on that? Or It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I generally just buy the cheapest seeds I can find. <laughs> um, and generally speaking, it, it goes okay for me. I don't have an issue with germination. <laughs> the issues normally come after germination. Um, but it is interesting. <laughs> yeah. And hearing Steve um, kind of go through all those different steps and stages, I was kind of going, <laughs> you know, I never really thought about it. Um, but yeah, there are there are a lot of steps, aren't there? Um, and I think it really depends on on the the thing that you're growing, right? How how important the freshness of the seed is, like you say with parsnips. Um, th- there are some seeds that last for years and years, so so it's it's not yeah. always an issue. Um, my chili seeds, I've been I've been growing some recently that I stored from um, 2018, 2019, and they're they're totally fine. There's one or two out of ten that kind of don't come through, but. Um, it's not always the end of the world if it is a little bit, a little bit old, and um, it's hard to resist the 
the end of end of season sale at Wilkinson's when it's like fifteen p a bucket. You know what? You know? Um, and, and kind of Steve's just dashed it, and I, this must just be blink at vision for me. But I always kind of think like seed companies have got feels. Do you know what I mean? And like they're harvesting their own seeds, and but I'm fine. What Steve's saying there is there's obviously middlemen as well or middle middle mm. people yeah. that you know what I mean. So the seed companies. You know, obviously, sometimes don't have the fields and the the ripe all the ripe seeds. They're just buying in bulk from a supplier. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, a lot of seeds will be bought from overseas as well. So you've got that thing of somebody uh, producing their own seeds from the field, drying them out, sorting them, selling them to a wholesaler, who will then sell them to somebody else, who then gets them on a boat or on a plane over to mm. our country, all those different hands it's going through, they, they can take, you know, quite a long time. But the best save parsnips, the best seeds for parsnips are the ones you've saved y- yourself from your own plants. Have you have you done that then, old boy? Have you saved? I have. I haven't done it for a couple of years. When I used to save seeds, I've stopped doing it completely now. I used to do mm. quite a bit of it. But, yeah, they're the, they're the best because basically, in in the sort of early part of the year, you can harvest your seed and almost sow them in the same week. So when we're talking yeah. about like fresh seeds, then right? I mean, just I'll just go down to my little seed packet here. This um, oh, get this on. These might not be when you because look what I've got. These are where's this? These are me. You know me seeds. So these are the the paper ones put in paper. So I've got bold hardy beetroot there. I've got some carrots which are re- uh, resistant. Oh, seed plants. tapes. Yes, seed tapes. Sorry, did I not yeah. say that word? Did I not? <laughs> no. These are all just saying <laughs> the beetroot and carrots. Is that all I got? Right. Did, I, did I get all them? That's. <laughs> so I'm expecting a lot of failures. That's why I don't know if I've got all them. So they should, have... should be fine. They should be fine. I mean, as JB was saying there, he's got ch- chili seeds from 2018. Mm-hmm. A lot of seeds are good for a good few years, and they're quite often good for a couple of years after the use-by date. The use-by mm-hmm. date is just the recommendation that over time people say, well, I know once I've, once I've had them for three years, they're no good anymore, and I chuck them. And that goes back to the retailers and wholesalers, and they'll get a, a rough idea of how long the seed will last for. Right. Some seeds just don't last very long, like like parsnips. They're they're terrible. What what is it with parsnips then, Steve? Why what, what, is it just that's the way it is, or is it? That... I think so. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you otherwise. But you know, some years I've sown old parsnip seeds, and they've been brilliant. So oh, interesting. It takes you pays your money and takes your chances, really. Mm-hmm. It'll be long for all the kind of seeds getting put out again there. It's all getting, comes round. It's <laughs> from Tony. These are from what Steve mentioned, uh, Premier Seeds Direct. So I've got a few. So I'll tell you what, I'll just um, I'll pop it on me there. I don't know if you can kind of... I know I thought they were the work of treats, to be honest. I was... Um, so that's them on... I don't, can you see? Is it... Oh, very so, posh. And it's just, you just break them like that and then unravel them, you know, and it's like... Oh, wow, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, and they're all, that's the thing. They're all kind of just, look at that, man. They're all spaced out perfectly. <laughs> How much more expensive are they, Tony, than a, than a normal yeah. pack? Oh, have a look, JB. I think it's, oh, there might be a... I don't know if it's a, no. I think that I was gonna say one seventy nine a pack, where um, normally ninety nine pence for that's the you know the oh. thing. There's a couple of seed companies like Premier Seed Direct, and there's a couple more that kind of have got it right. That's mm. what I was gonna show you as well. Look at this. Now this was from the the Discord, our Discord. Look at the price <laughs> of being this is B and Q seeds there. Yeah. Mother chucker man. Yeah, you that's scary, that. isn't it? You know what I mean? We were talking about this last episode and saying, Oh, we don't you know, we haven't really seen seed prices go up. <laughs> and then this year, yeah. lo and behold. <laughs> I mean that's like yeah. is that E one because I've got Audrey's name in front of it, it's like five fifty. How many packets of them can you buy before you you know 
Yeah, that adds up really quick. Certainly, because yeah. imagine if you got all your, and they're not the addition being huge. You know what I mean? Everyone's kind of got to make a living, a living kind of thing. But it's just if you were to get your whole seed supplies using them prices, <laughs> there's a there's a you know, hundred pound. You know what I mean? Kind of easy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. See, and that mind you, I've just bought two of those bloody seed boxes. You know the seed box ones because I left mine in the bloody polytunnel, and it's just like it's one brittle mess now. So. And I think each one of them was like 24 bloody quid, so yeah, mm. money yeah, just falls out of bloody my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're on again with, well, we'll stick with parsnips then, because I know parsnips now, I've had the frost. Now, I don't know if, JB, if you've got parsnips because you were grumbling about taking up too much space, and I'm not yeah, sure indeed. if Audrey's got parsnips or not, but I know Steve has. Now, Steve, I've had the frost. The frost is there, so I'm happy to kind of pick them. Would you pick all yours together and store them, or would you just come and like pick one from the ground and use it and leave them the rest in the soil? Yeah, definitely. Just just pick what you want, but I very much doubt you'll get one out of the soil at the minute. Yes, I'd give it a couple of weeks. Uh, well, well, exists. <laughs> We've got rain coming from I think uh, Friday, and that will start to defrost it. It's going to take probably four or five days to defrost the soil of rain, four or five mm-hmm. days of rain, um, and then you'll probably find your beard to dig it up. Well, that's what um, I see in your note there. I think, is, is the rain coming till Christmas from Friday as well? So It is here in Cumbria, yeah. I don't know about the rest of the country. Well, I've just ordered, and I'm going to look an idiot now, I've just ordered these, like, you put them over your shoes, like little kind of, someone mentioned <laughs> in the comment of today's video that went out, and I think they're like a five or something, but they've got little studs, on yeah, I've so got some. yes, it, yes, yes, yeah, I've got some, got a couple of sets in there, but yeah, so it's just like I'm scooting around trying to get the dogs, and the dogs don't even realize, so they want to kind of sniff that way, sniff that way, so it's like you know what I mean. So <laughs> I thought money well spent there. Hmm. I thought you were going to say I've just bought a sledge or something. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Mind you, what a difference I, I had to get. I took my car in to get, there was a fault on it, and it had to get fixed. And luckily enough, Volvo fixed that for free. But they said I couldn't drive it off the forecourt with the tyres, the state they were. So I had to wow. get some oh, new tyres. But what a, you know what I mean? Man, it, the grip. Who who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> That's a novelty. Yes. Right, let's pick a question then. Um, we were all doing a parsnip challenge this year. That's a good yes. Are we still doing that? Are we, we gonna last, we talked about that last week? That's right, that's right. Yeah, JP and I are jumping in the pool, so yeah, we're yeah. gonna all Snips next year. So are we? Are we growing? We'll have to pick one variety. Well, everybody, we everybody should. who's kind of watching and joining in, we'll set up a little kind of, a, you know, a little kind of championship. We'll get photographs. We'll get like a little section in, <laughs> in Discord to kind of show your pictures. And are we going to stick- have a prize for the worst one? <laughs> <laughs> have to get a widescreen TV to get them in. <laughs> are we going to stick with one? One variety, just well, we might as well chat about it now. Then, do you think one that's yeah. the best? I think that's a good idea. Then everyone can, can compare, we'll people sure, can share it on Discord, but we'll have to make sure that Audrey can get the variety we can get. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I've done uh, Chiltern seeds. Are you familiar with that one? Yes, hmm. I know yeah. that one, very good, very and they good. They will actually ship to the US, right? Oh. Uh, right. So I was looking at their parsnips and they had about 12 varieties, which, Ooh. you know, over here, it's like two. So uh, if you guys let me know what that is, I'll just add that to that order. Right. What was that site, Audrey? Chilton, did you see it? Chilton Seeds. Right. I don't know. They've, they've got some, some marvellous uh, varieties there, actually, and yeah. they've got a cracking selection of flowers there as well. So yeah. we're not we're not going to go with bean Q's seeds. Is no, it? no, 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 right, right, right. Because right. <laughs> the fortune, right? Um. Well, why don't you who have grown parsnips name a name a variety? Mm. What I can't even remember what I'm growing there now. Steve. There's some spam there, JB. Can you get that? I thought I got it. Is it not gone? All right. What was the um, 
What's the name? A couple of parsnips, Steve, off the top of your head. Uh, White gem, gladiator, maybe tender gl- and true. Maybe gladiator. That gladiators. That's one of the popular ones. Gladiator or white. That sounds kind of counterintuitive, but yeah. Uh, Right, so let's just, I'll put um, Smokey Joe. We have, what's the best thing you've grown all this year or this year? Best thing for me, Smokey Joe, is, well, actually, the discovery of them black strawberries were nice. I kind of, this is the Audrey sent over those seeds for me, which I was kind of, I, I know I'm a little oh, bit blinkered vision now with the um, Brad's Atomic tomatoes. But they came up with like a very close, almost like head to head with with the, um, yeah. the Brad's Atomic, the black strawberry. Um, strawberries have been poor for me this year, but it was my third year with them, and I've kind of I'm hoping this next year will be good. I'm trying to think of anything else that's been fantastic. Oh, I got early in the year I got calabrese, which just I've never had like as successful as, as as that crop. Most of them kind of came and, and had nice big heads, so I was happy with that as well. Stephen, anything that you've grown that you thought, yeah, get it, I've nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, probably in sweet corn this year. It was just really, really good and sweet this year, which I, I know it's part of what it is, but I just thought this year was probably the best of the last few years, to be honest. Any reason, Steve, any reason why that was? Because I couldn't tell you why I had to. I think the only reason with the Calabrese was I did it at the right time. and the, You know what I mean? It yeah. was like the three-point stage, seed, little seedling, plant. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I think this year I kept on top of the weed a bit better. Because, you know, normally I have them wrapped up in that box thing that I've got, my little hot box, don't I? And normally I don't bother getting in there to weed or I forget about it. But this year I did and I got in two or three times. And I think that helped with maturing the plants. You know, all the nutrients weren't being taken by the weeds. The plants actually got them this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that made a heck of a difference. Audrey, is there anything that kind of stands out for you apart from like the 2,000 garlic cloves that you, you grew? Is there anything else that... Um... <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, the uh, mycelariac uh, was fabulous. Right. So I'm very excited to miserably mine. Celeriac. I'm thrilled. Honestly, yes. mine was just like terrible. I've kind of dug up. I've I've actually dug up about three quarters of the bed because they were just just plant. There was no like root ball, and the ones that have got like a root ball are. I wouldn't say they're a tennis ball. They're smaller than that, but there's. But I've yeah, kind of, I've, I've now I've now done as much as I can to that bed in preparation for next. Do you know what I mean? Next yeah. year, we will see. But now, you, there's, had... quite a, there's quite a few votes in the uh, chat here for Gladiator. Right, I think that's what I'm growing this year. To be honest, I'm sure Gladiator for the parsnip. So yeah, just so I, you know, yeah, that's that's no problem. By a few people, so the gladiator it is then. Yeah, I'm Spartacus. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the, old, the old boy there, he's straight on the back. I'm Spartacus. While, I'm Spartacus. We're about, <laughs> while we're talking about things like that, I want to just mention why we're all kind of in that we are doing a Boxing Day special, which will just be exactly the same as what we're doing now, but it's 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm not allowed to do it on the night time. I've got orders and I've got jobs. It's going to be 11 o'clock in the morning. So I know Steve's coming and JB's coming. Now, Audrey, you are six. It's 6 a.m. in the morning for you. <laughs> yes, you know, it is. So that's not a problem. I love you all, but I'm not coming. <laughs> now, I've, I've, and I've, I think I've asked Soph and Soph's on, you know, doing the family run and everything like that. So I think we're kind of, it's going to be the three of us. Now, Steve did ask, for a bit of artwork to publicise this Boxing Day special. 
There we go. Oh, no. Oh, flippin' so, egg. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave that up a little bit longer than, than normal. Yes. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Stephen, you never oh. send me photographs. Do you not know? The kind of, I just keep them. I just keep I them. Know, <laughs> I know you do. So, oh, yes. Hell. Boxing Day at 11 a.m. on kind of this site there now. We, have you noticed that GB's holding a little Robin, a little, little New Year's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Steve, that, is that a toilet plunger on your head? It's a plunger for um, unblocking your sink, yeah. <laughs> I, was do, I was doing my Dalek impression. <laughs> The ear- it's the earrings. It's the earrings that you two old boys have got there. That's the kind of yes, yeah, so. absolutely fantastic boxing dear special. I will send that. I will send that picture to you if you just want to put it on your social media. You see what Tara's written there. She says, "Steve, nice baubles." <laughs> I love the way it's JB's face is just so natural, like peace, love, and calm. <laughs> Yeah, so Boxing oh. Day, we are there, Boxing Day. Oh. But it's well, 11 a.m. in the morning, but it'll be kind of, we'll still be, you know, there if you if you can't make it. It'll be up as a normal, a normal program, right? Well, we've done parsnip storage, already what seeds. Yeah, you'll all food. have to come in and wish us all a happy Christmas and we can return the favour. Yes, that would be lovely, that would be lovely. Um... I'm trying to think. I'm just looking there. I've wrote something about Audrey. Audrey, what seeds out of all? Oh, that's right. Oh, it's my right. It's my grammar, to be honest. Audrey, what seeds out of all do you like the best? So you've been getting. I know you're getting buying loads of seeds. Oh, yeah. Is there, is there a, a certain variety that maybe we could look at and think? All oh, right, I'll try that. On the spot. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh. I really did enjoy the orange accordion tomato last year, so I'm going to grow more of those this year. I only grew one plant. I'm going to grow more of those. Uh, oh, the one plant I loved was uh, it was a Korean drying pepper, and mm. the variety was amazing too. It, I mean, I have, I have a quart of gochu jar of uh, flakes from it. Because I had so many peppers. Uh, so, yeah, no, that was a fabulous one. Uh, I'm trying to think of any new variety. What, was I, know what I, was, I missed the actual name. I was reading the questions already, so I wasn't listening to you, if I'm honest. So, what? Tony, listen to your elders. <laughs> I'm spinning plates here, man. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to work the magic behind the scenes. What okay. was that? What was the chili, the, the pepper? It's a Korean uh, drying pepper. Right. Uh, it's called Amazing Too. Uh, and, yeah, oh, and once you grow those, you will always grow those. Uh-huh. Oh, right. so, JB, have, you, have you heard of them, JB, have you? He's right. just looking them up now on Google. <laughs> no, it's I heard like, him typing. I've, I'm I've sending been looking. I'm yes, sending please. JB. Please, because um, there's, um, there's like a bit of mystique around the Korean chili pepper, right? So um, there's products you can buy like gochujang and gochugaru um, that are are from a a kind of Korean chili pepper. And I cannot find them anywhere in Europe. Um, And I know a few people who are doing doing different things, growing different kinds of Korean peppers. Um, And if you've ever kind of bought Korean food or um, gochujang especially, there's something that comes through that tastes like it's from the the korean pepper itself um yes. so i'm desperate desperate to get my hands on some um and they're obviously so, never tried them they're so deep in flavor it's yeah. crazy the the nuance you get from these and you'll never use like regular chili pepper i mean that's my go-to chili pepper now because it's yeah, so yeah, I'm very interested I, I feel i need to kind of broaden my horizons with the chili because i'm kind of just sticking with that kind of the what the I forget what it's called now. The someone help us. What what's my chili called? The Hungarian oh, hot oh, wax. Hungarian yeah. hot wax. And I'm just kind of you know muddling through there. And actually, I was thinking of just cheating and going and getting like four grafted ones from B and Q. 
but that price thing there is so upset us. Do you know what I mean? That I'm thinking that I'm not even <laughs> yeah. going to, but you know, sod them to be honest. So, JB Audrey, if you could like help and guide me with some flavors, because in a in a in a way, I'm going to grow my stuff now in the house. So you've got to get your finger out almost soon, is it, JB? I'm going to start thinking about. I would say February for chili seeds is a really good time to start right, thinking about right. it. Um, it it all depends. You don't have to, if you haven't got heat and light indoors, then you can you can still get a decent crop if you sow much later on in the year, kind of March April, um, and just rely on doing it naturally. You know, outdoors, natural light, that kind of thing. Maybe a greenhouse or somewhere sheltered. Um, but you will get much much better results if you can do it under under heat and light and. I would, if you're starting them now, I know some people are starting them now. I would say that's a little bit early. Um, and the, the danger is that, you know, by March, your plants are getting bigger and bigger and you're running out of space. They're not getting enough light and you really need to get them out, but they're still frosts. Um, and that's the danger that you run if you go too early. Um, it won't do the plants any harm other than you won't have enough space. They might not be getting enough light and what they need. So I start my earliest peppers first of Jan hopefully this year um and then i've kind of followed follow them up throughout february well, you'll, have to, you'll have to keep work keep working to informed when they came yeah, to saw but wasn't it was it mark was it it was mark when it who was like feeding like heavily feeding his peppers and he was having peppers early on glenn, his poly- glenn sorry glenn, glenn sorry about that it was glenn who was kind of heavily feeding which he was saying was almost like a kind of protective Against the cold, but kind of—I don't know if that is the case or not. But yeah, he had um, he had all sorts of theories, didn't he, about um, the the different kind of stuff that he well, was I feeding, know, and that I, was his his background was in kind of agronomy, so he really knew about kind of chemical fertilizers. And well, I know exactly on his on Glenn's Instagram, he's got his chilies away there now, and I think they're about uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like say twelve, wow. just kind of. Well, they're more. going in its grow tent, I think, aren't they? Over yeah. over Christmas, uh, okay. and that's a- <clears throat> right, let's have a look. Amanda is asking you, Steve. Um, Steve, you're wearing a T-shirt. What temperatures <laughs> in your house? <laughs> I was wondering this as well. <laughs> What's well, uh... a, if you look, there's a radiator right behind me. I don't know if you could see that. Oh no, Tony zoomed me in again, so you can't see it. <laughs> Put me on full again, Tony, and people could see it. I've got a radiator right behind me anyway. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mystique's gone now. You were you were in like a little kind of you know like stone couldn't, cabin, couldn't cottage. Yes, now just, <laughs> hey, give over. <laughs> right, let's have a look. Um, any more questions? What time we got there? Oh God, it's flying over, man. Garden in wow. garden in the woods is asking. Which bean variety would you recommend to me who has never eaten oh who has never eaten beans? Now I'm gonna go straight to Audrey on this because Audrey you recommended a dwarf bean to me, which I thought was fantastic. It was a great little cropper. Yes. Dwarf, uh, it's, it was it's easy. Kalima. The variety is Kalima. Kalima, right. Yes. Am I are you are you um Audrey, are you sending any of them over? <laughs> I, I asked first behave yourselves now now i'm joking but, but it would be nice if they did fall into the post okay you know i am, I am nothing if not accommodating <laughs> so kalima right steve is there any kind of bean because you're a, a a bean specialist as well is there anything you would recommend well a couple of types really um if if somebody's never eaten beans before, I would probably go for a French bean because they're so nice and tender and go with something like Blue Lake. They're quite a good variety or Cobra, two very common varieties. If you wanted to try a broad bean, I would go for a dwarf broad bean and go for something like the Sutton, brilliant little cropper. Um, and then you will joist it if you want to go for runner beans. I don't grow runner beans anymore. Um, because my partner and she doesn't really like him, so don't bother with them anymore. GB, are you a, a bean feast or no? This this is a question that I could have written, and as you guys have been answering, I've been <laughs> furiously typing away because oh, um, yeah, I really want to try beans this year for the first time. Oh, um, so it's one never, of those things, right? You've never never grown, grown them. 
Right. Like uh, peas last year. First time I'd ever grown peas. Um, oh, wow. And it's exactly the same thing with beans. Um, they're just something I've never been excited about in my life, you know, like, because right. I've only ever had frozen peas. Um, and the first time I had a pea off the plant, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> I get blown. it now. You know, I get why people are, um, are actually bothering to grow this because that is one of the, that tastes nothing like off the off the supermarket shelves. And beans are the same, apparently. So, Jamie, yeah. I'm just going to ask, have, have you had beans before, though? You like, you've actually had them or not? Um, only like in stuff, you know, like in a chili or, or something like that. You know, right. we're not, we're not, um, we don't have loads of pulses or beans or anything like in the cupboard that are dried. Um, it's, it's so yeah, just not... for me, it's like the, the green beans. It's like the, the steamed, you know what I mean? With like a oh, yeah. salt, salt and pepper and butter on the plate. Oh, mother chucker, man. You kind of, I don't think you can go past them. Do you know what I mean? There's a whole, yeah. GB, there's a whole world out there you haven't discovered yet. <laughs> <laughs> we do like a green bean. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking about broad beans. Broad beans we don't use very often, but um, green beans on the side are quite nice. Yes. Right well, if we are talking about a dry bean, I have one called a Christmas Lima that will change oh. your life. <laughs> oh, my right. goodness. Oh, right. That's it a is promise, so, isn't it? Yes, it is so. It's They're huge, and they're meaty, and they're tender, and they're uh, very prolific. So one plant will give you a whole lot. JB, uh, can we? JB, I know he's looking. Can we get them over here, JB? Because like, kind of oh, I don't know. Sorry, I was, I was looking at the chat. All um, oh, right, right. We're looking at Christmas Lima. Well, this was helpful for me, Tony, because I've asked you in the past, "What would you like?" And you just go, oh, "Just send whatever you want." Now this <laughs> gives me a little more information. So I don't send you furry, you know, bean plants that you're not interested in. My so. no. It's funny that um, we've just had this talk today, me and my wife, uh, about like what we're going to grow for next year for like. And Melanie actually said, "You don't have to bother with beans, Tony. I'm not that." And I'm like, Melanie, doesn't matter about you this time. I'm growing. You know what I mean? I'm growing for me. Do you know what I mean? It's just. And I remember about four years ago, maybe I think it's one of my videos, but I had about six or eight trellises of beans, and you know how much you can get off a trellis. That's probably yeah. why I've sickened that. You know what I mean? Because we had beans. Do you mean this? Like the crops you get off them is, I think even for like a new gardener is like one of the best vegetables oh, to, yeah. to grow. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you just once you get it right, they're just prolific. Like you say, you just and it's so easy. Just like so easy to pick them. You know what I mean? I can't actually be be, be bothered with peas because it's just a right fafter. The kids love them. Do you know what I mean? When I eat, when yeah. I'm a little, like coming up, yeah. you know that was the reason. Well, go grow, grow snap peas or snow peas. Yeah. Snow, you know, pe- is, are you snow peas, Marsh, too? Is, it, is that what you're – never heard of it. I don't, I don't know. Does that mean the little – there's little peas? Like flat? It's a yes. And it's yeah, a tender pot. Mush, too. You don't have to – you don't have to – Oh, no. Uh, I, yes, yes. I, I, I like I that. That's, 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 have you ever had snap peas? Snap peas are delicious. Yeah. Yeah, we – yeah, yeah. You eat you eat the whole pot again, but they're just a bit more full. Yeah, and they're I don't know. They're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But the thing is you don't have to pod them, which That's to me it, is yeah. yeah, a plus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um do let's have a look. Peas, peas. Right, Steve, this will be right up your street there. I'll just pop you on. Rob's garden project is oh. if let's me just I'm just about to put up a polytunnel. When best time to put up over the co- covering? The polytunnel is 25 by 16. Lovely size. Is it too yeah. cold to do it yet? Well, even yeah, definitely. never mind like this kind of Arctic cold we're getting. I would say it's well, I don't know. I'm sure direct plants is that the yeah, direct plants where I got mine from said. Over twelve degrees, so think of it like that. For you know what I mean, because it, if it's the too thing cold, is when you when you're putting the cover over it, you've got to stretch it to get it drum tight. If it's not tight when the cover's on, then the cover will flap about in the wind and bang against the frame or any other surfaces that are exposed, and that's what degrades the cover over time. So 
better to wait for warmer weather. Don't even put your anti-hotspot tape on. Just You can put your frame up, and I'm hoping to get started on mine before Christmas. Uh, but I'd be waiting for a couple of warm days so that I could stretch the polyzone plastic before fixing it. Um, but you need to be able to stretch it, and it needs to warm up warmish weather. And we haven't certainly got that at the moment. Uh, no, <laughs> definitely not, no. Now, JB, I just watched your video last night. I actually went to bed with you last night, JB. It was very Ooh. nice. Oh, I tell you oh, what. Yes, I, was, I was tucked up in the sheets with you, and I just had a, a, some light clothing on when I was with, watching you. With all that, that beard on the, on the video there, that just got me all so excited there. But we're talking about where am I going? We're talking about greenhouses there. Now, this was the last time... Ah, uh, kind of. Uh, yeah. I've had this picture, JB, for a while there now. But if you, if no one's yes. seen the last video, which I do recommend you go in to, to watch it, what have you done now then, JB? And, and how's it good? Because this is the greenhouse that's kind of been lying around for bloody ages. And I'm quite surprised that yeah. you got up and you, you started tackling it and yeah. done wonders since then as well. Since that. Yeah, yeah, since- yeah. So um, when did I first pick? I think I picked that up kind of spring, summertime. Um, I saw it going for like 50 quid or something like that for the frame. Um, and it's got about half the glass. So I thought, you know, that's decent. I'm still going to have to pay a bit for the glass. But um, yeah, like you say, it was just lying around the plot for so, so long. Um, <laughs> and it's been so good to start work on it again because, um, you know, with everything that was going on, you know, I had a break for a little while and I just totally lost momentum. Um, it all just it all just went a bit wrong and I'd spent so long kind of in the dark, you know, every day after work, I was going up for two hours and preparing that ground in the middle because um, that earth in the middle was just stones. <laughs> it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and that has all been dug over now, which is um, wonderful. And the next stage is kind of prepping the base. And that is what is in the latest video. I've kind of got some some nice softwood timber sleepers that are going to be a really solid base to kind of anchor that thing down, make sure it's not going anywhere. Um, and I got it all cut and it all went so well. Well, that's it what... All, it, couldn't have gone better. There was uh, when I was watching it, Jimmy. If like that's the, like the, the the difference from me to you, there. Yours just seemed to kind of you, we would have had the same problems to overcome, but you kind of just handle yours where it just was lovely. Where if it I'm would hit me, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I would have been drilling screws with I am mother. You know what I mean? It would have been. <laughs> did you did you actually erect and you know the, the actual. Did that go to, to plan, or was the bits like, what's this? Where oh, the actual it? greenhouse. Yes. Did that? Go that was a or? dream. Yeah, I was expecting it to be awful because generally my experience with greenhouses has not been good. Um, putting that first one up, everything went wrong. But the good thing is, I did actually learn from that experience. Um, and you know, you just get a better sense of where every bit goes. You know, when you've got a pile of just um, lines of aluminium. <laughs> You know, I know how to read them now. I know, oh, that bit goes there, that bit goes there. That's like a cross bracer. Um, it went up really quickly, really easily. I did have Jess to give me a hand, um, which was like, like brilliant. And it was horrible weather, <laughs> but we managed to get it up quite quick uh, in a couple of hours in the rain. So, um, and yeah, oops, I put that, pressed the wrong picture oh, there. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, that, that was a genuine mistake there. Where's me bloody, uh, there yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the sleepers, which the last video on the bottom, and am I right in thinking then you're going to put underneath them sleepers more bricks to raise? It yeah, yeah, yeah. Higher? So the base isn't quite done yet because of the weather and everything. Right. I wanted to get the sleepers kind of prepared and um, treated, um, just because we had a little bit of dry before we had all these frosts, and now everything is just wet all the time. Um, so they've had their treatment. I still need to work on the actual kind of the foundation around the edge basically what i've done is dug a kind of trench filled that with a base layer of stones which i haven't i've done that in like half um so i'm going to get the stones all flat and level and then a layer of kind of paving bricks um that i can't concrete in or anything our allotment is really strict about um you know concrete or postcrete absolutely not not allowed anything like that so the bricks are going to kind of be that level make sure the sleepers aren't in contact with the ground and the, the stones are then kind of for drainage underneath. In theory, this will, <laughs> it's 
will all work nicely. So what I need to do now is start digging around the edge again, which is not going to happen when the ground is this frozen. So if I'm, um, if laying I'm the right, stones. If I'm, right thinking, if I'm right in thinking, then, JB, the sleepers are going to keep are anchoring it down by the weight because they are nice sleepers then. You know? Yeah. Right, right. That's what. Yeah, hopefully, um, I might as well. I do have some kind of, uh, I think, angle iron, you know, like a kind of right angle of metal um, right. with a point on the bottom that I found on the allotment. So I'm going to drive a couple of those in um, and just bolt those to the, the sleepers as well, just to make sure, because right. this is going to be a little bit higher. We do get quite a lot of wind to come through. So, you know, I just want to make sure it doesn't this is, blow away. This is for, Audrey, this is for the, the tomatoes. This is what I heard yes. when I was getting this. is like more tomatoes. Well, I- so. What I enjoyed the most about the video. Oh, you curled how- up with you curled up as well with your blitzy. What's that? What, GB, I thought you were mine. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of where this uh, is going. Ah, uh, you're blushing as, now, Audrey. As I was saying, uh, I thought the best part of the video was how happy JB was <laughs> yes. at the completion of the sleepers and how beautifully they met i mean yes those ladies were that's yes that's i think that's a private like education that's what gets you the kind of mathematics you know what i mean mean? (laughs) private education (laughs) (laughs) you know i was a comprehensive school that's why my measurements were always kind of out a little bit you know what i mean i did not what I do is I measure 10 times and then okay. I kind of offer it up I think and that go some... and Tony kind of <laughs> holds it there going, yeah that's going to work that's going to work that'll do it there's never yeah, even a tape like measure it. there's never even a tape measure it's just like that, that size Dave I'm just move that there move that there so <laughs> listen we have come we have come to the end of the um, show it is now our tips of the week. Look at JB's frantically going on Wikipedia now there. Garden tips for December. I was on my video in the chat. No shame. <laughs> Stephen, can we have some sensible normality here, sir? Can we give a tip of the week, please? Yeah, in, uh, in about a week's time, most of the soil in the UK will start defrosting a bit. Um, the temptation is over winter is to dig your soil or just hang back another week after the frost have finished. Just give that that soil underneath time to defrost f- fully before you start trying to dig it back into the ground. You don't really want to be digging cold soil into what's underneath. So just give it time to thaw out before you start digging. Thank you very much. Wow, that's something I never even thought of there. Mm. Now, are you telling me in the UK you only have like a week or two of this weather? <laughs> Probably. I'm, I'm asking very seriously right now. Probably. It's very possible. I mean, next week it's going to be sort of um, a lot warmer, yeah. We're going to be rain up until Christmas, and we can quite easily get sunshine in January and warm days. So we mm. don't have this weather all the way through. It's patchy. There might be another cold spell in January, then one in February. But it's winter now, and it. Winter does what it wants. It's either cold, warm, rainy, windy, stormy. There's never warm weather all the way through our winter. <laughs> mm. Wow. Oh, Audrey, can we have your tip of the week, please? Uh, if you live in Detroit, <laughs> uh, don't even bother flipping dirt until uh, perhaps <laughs> mid-March. Uh, no, that would not be my tip today. Uh, what would my tip be? Oh, if you have containers outside, and I'm saying this to myself right now because mine are not covered, uh, cover them up. Uh, just a piece of wood, a piece of, uh, landscape fabric, something that does not just have rain, go through it, go through it, go through it. Like, kind of protect your soil, even in your containers, uh, by putting something on them. I never even thought about that, Audrey, to be honest. That's quite, you know, you... Yeah, you I, uh, I do it every year, but I'm, I'm looking at them right now, right out my window. 
and there's no covers in sight. So those need to get on this week. And um, let's just uh, what what do we got there? We got three. So what what are you dropping down to at night time? Did you see it? Temperature wise? Oh, we're going well below uh, freezing. Uh-huh. So uh, we've got our our lowest so far has been for you negative nineteen. <laughs> that has not been that is not our normal, but that's been our lowest wow. so far. That's just. But we'll be below. We're we're well below zero every night mm-hmm. uh, for us, and below zero for you is way lower. Mm-hmm. I mean, Celsius, obviously. Um, so yeah, we need to get those on so the 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 water is not just rushing through there. GB, so, the final tip of the week, please. Well. Um, I'd say do what I've been doing today, um, which is going through all your seeds. This is like the perfect time of year to get um, all your seeds out and as well to make sure that they're not because all mine have been stored in the greenhouse. Um, really good idea to just make sure your seeds aren't exposed to all of these um, very cold temperatures at the moment because I think it can harm their kind of longevity. So it's just a really good time of year to get all your seeds out, go through, get rid of all the, the super old packets or at least set them to one side um, you can still kind of sow them. That's my plan. Um, and I know we were talking uh, earlier, me and Steve, and he said he does the same. The ones that kind of, they're, th- they're three years old now, they're kind of out of date. It's still worth sowing them. But if it's a crop you really want to be sure of growing, then it's time to kind of get in and order the replacement. Um, and yeah, I've I've made so much space by doing that uh, in my seed box this uh, today. So yeah, good time of year. It's a good, fe- it's a good feeling that as well. You know what I mean? To clear out all. Yeah. You know, have a good. I think this year as well, I'm going to kind of go through mine ruthlessly. Do you know what I mean? And bring in a whole load of kind of fresh stuff as well, you know. So hopefully, anyways, we'll see how that goes. Stephen, JB, Audrey, thank you so much for, for coming on again. That was be lovely. That would be fantastic. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for the giggle again. We've had quite a giggly night, haven't we? <laughs> That's a good one. Don't forget this unboxing day special. It's the I'm trying to say it in a nice way. The glitterati of the garden fraternity will be on hand. Oh God! Why well, is somebody else coming on? To get so out so. Everyone, look after yourselves. Take good care. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Coming to watch you. Take care.